What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're in a good place now. You are listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Welcome back live to Live Your True Life Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. I know that many of you are struggling right now. Many of you have been in a relationship that has caused you a lot of harm. Things have changed. The relationship has ended, and now you're left with a hurting stomach, extreme anxiety, almost feels as though an elephant is sitting on your chest. You can't sleep. You can't eat. And you're trying to pick up the pieces of what happened. And this usually happens when someone's been in a relationship with someone that you didn't really know. And the beginning of the relationship feels like a dream. And the recent part of the relationship feels like a complete nightmare. And I know that many of you are going through this right now. You've talked to friends and family and they tell you just to get over it, just to let it go, just to start focusing on something else. Focus on something else. Focus on your work. Get into your work. Focus on a hobby. Meet new people. Just stop thinking about it. But you know what? That advice doesn't work. That advice isn't helping you. That advice is actually causing more pain because you're trying to explain to that person that it's not that easy. You're trying to explain to that person how you truly feel, but they can't get it. If this other person has done all these horrible things to you, why is it that you're still thinking about them? And so in today's show, I'm going to help you get through this. I'm going to help you understand it, how it begins, the situation you're in, and some of the things that you need to be doing. And there's a lot more things that we need to be doing, and there's only so much that I can fit into an hour on the national radio show. And you might be listening to it on the radio, or you might be listening to this on the podcast. Either way, there's only so much information I can fit in, and only as fast as I can particularly talk, but I will do my best. I know that many of you right now are going through a really challenging stage in your life. You never thought that you would be there. You thought that things were good, that things were working out, that everything was going to work out, and that you believed, wow, I've really met this person that really does go out of their way. They they take care of you. It's this great relationship, and it starts great. It starts with you know, a, a very positive situation where it feels like, Lots of things are getting done. Lots of things are getting done for you. You feel like this person really goes out of their way. They're super attentive. And, you know, they're super on top of things. 
and I've talked about this before in, in multiple, multiple videos on YouTube and on TikTok about the pedestal phase. And this is what this is, is that you've been put on the pedestal in the beginning of this relationship and it feels really good. And, you know, it feels really good. And you're thinking, wow, for the first time, this person is actually seeing my value. For the first time, somebody is really seeing my value and there for me. And I know that many of you out there who are dealing with codependency, um, you understand what I'm talking about because you give and give and give. And so all of a sudden when someone else is giving, it's very different. When someone else is giving, it's very nice. It's very unique. And so it really connects with you and it connects with your heartstrings. And you begin to say, wow, this person's really doing that. Let me do more. Let me show them more love. Let me show them more affection. And so, you know, as they're putting you on the pedestal that you don't even know exists, you just know, wow, this is the nicest woman or the nicest man I've ever met. They're the most attentive man or attentive woman I've ever met. You're just thinking, wow, you know, really, this can happen. You know, dreams can come true. And you begin to believe that reality. And I know that in the beginning, you know, it's just so nice because things seem so easy. And that's something that I really want to say out loud is that these relationships start off pretty quick because it's easy. It's not hard. It's things just kind of flow and stuff is working out and, and it's not a lot of hardship. It's just it just kind of goes along with things. And so, you know, it's easy to kind of fall into that, fall into that mode and continue to go through it. You know, even if there is some red flags. You know, even if the other person starts telling you that they love you a little sooner than you're feeling it, you know, you still go with the flow. You still go, you still go with it. You still go with it. And it's interesting because I find that this phase can last for various amounts of time. So in some relationships, it can last for a year. In some relationships, it can last for a year and a few months. In some relationships, it can last for two or three months. In some relationships, it can last for six months. There's no, there's no time. There's no consistent time amount um, that I can tell you. But I do know that you know the difference when things start changing. But it's not usually overnight, right? It's just, it just kind of happens over a period of time. And remember, our lives, it's kind of hard to see things because we're so in it. We're in the middle of our own life. It's not like, you know, it's hard for us to step out, look at things, that sort of thing. And I think that that's something that you really need to think about. That's something you really need to think about is, okay, um, something's happening in my life, especially right now. If you're going through this pain, if you're going through the suffering and the relationship has ended or it's kind of on a back and forth where there's a lot of pain and suffering going on and you find yourself kind of losing yourself each and every time you go back, really stepping back as much as you can and looking at some of these red flags and looking at some of the things that you've allowed to happen in this relationship can be very helpful to you understanding if this is toxic, unhealthy, healthy, marginal, whatever. You can really begin to understand that and really see it for what it truly is. And, you know, as I work with clients, you know, one of the things that we work on, especially in the first session, is really analyzing those red flags, seeing those red flags for what they are seeing the red flags, understanding the red flags, okay, and, and seeing them as red flags because, you know, when you are, when you do have more codependent tendencies, when we have, or even avoidance tendencies, we avoid seeing it, right? If we're codependent, we may, you know, try to take on their issue as our own. Um, and, and a good example that I can provide for that is drinking. So let's say, for example, you're in a relationship with somebody and they overly drink, 
Uh, they overly drink. They're drinking throughout the day, even maybe in the morning. You know, they're drinking. And you're watching this. And it's a very interesting dynamic because there's a moment where you kind of feel like bringing it up. Uh, and then there's a moment where you don't bring it up because you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to cause any issue. And so you kind of think maybe this is a one-time thing. You know, maybe this is just on a vacation, what have you. Um, but then you start realizing over a period of time that it's not. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, drinking uh, in and of itself is is not a red flag, right? It just depends on how you drink and how often you're drinking and what times of the day you're drinking and that sort of thing and why you're drinking are all reasons to think about that. And, you know, if somebody's coming over to your house drunk and, 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 and really, really intoxicated, that's definitely a red flag. Um, if somebody's unable to meet with you because of their alcohol or drug dependence, that's a red flag. I also find that throughout these types of relationships, in the beginning, it seems perfect. That person is, you know, either, um, you know, he's, a, he's like, a, you know, a king or, or she's a queen and they're just amazing people. But that starts changing. And a lot of times you'll see where, you know, the person's running late a lot, maybe running late by an hour, even more. And then there's times where they actually cancel last minute on you. Um, canceling, meeting you last minute, um, not giving you any awareness ahead of time. And, you know, if, if you're if you're more codependent in nature, you're giving them a pass. You're like, okay, oh, don't worry about it. I, I know that you have a lot going on, or I know that you're tired. I know you had a long day. And so this can be very interesting in the fact that you start giving them passes on things that you wouldn't think about doing with other people. If that was a friend of yours and they last minute canceled, you'd be pretty pissed off. And if it happened again, you'd probably be a lot angry and you probably wouldn't be spending time with them. But in this situation, you continue to date this person. You continue to see this person. I also find, too, that, uh, you know, red flags can also be with, you know, with, uh, you know, sexual activity as well. Somebody that's wanting to do something maybe that you don't necessarily want to do. And maybe they bring it up a lot. They bring it up often. Um, and they try to push that on you. And that's something that's interesting, too, because a lot of people buckle at that because, you know, they don't want to be offensive and they want to, you know, be helpful. But it's pushing somebody, you know, in an area that they might not choose to be in. And, you know, that's always a red flag, too. If somebody's wanting something um, from you that you're not doing, you know, that is a red flag because that means that they are might possibly go and find that to do with somebody else if they not if they're not already doing that. And so the thing is is that a lot of times, you know, with these types of dynamics, the other person is trying to push their lifestyle or agenda on you and over time making it very normal, you know, making this a very normal thing, making this a very normal thing that you you need to adapt to and you need to change to and they don't have to augment their lifestyle. And I, quite honestly, usually in these situations, they're not going to augment their lifestyle. And I know that some of this can be hard to listen to, but you know, I know that if you're in the position where you're connecting with this, you've already had pain and suffering. You already know that there are things wrong. You already know that there are massive red flags. You already know this. So given that information and understanding that, sometimes we have to just rip the Band-Aid off and be able to see it for what it is. And that's always an interesting thing, too, because... I feel like that's a very, very important piece 
because we have to look at all the red flags. We have to look at all the situations. We cannot just take this piece or that piece or this one thing that happened. You really need to look at that entire, uh, you know, dysfunctional body of work um, and, and, and really and really look at that because that dysfunctional body of work is over a period of time. It's over various situations. It might not just be about one thing or another, it could be about multiple situations at any given time. And that's something that we really want to examine. We really want to understand. And we really want to see it for what it is. You know, some of the other red flags uh, that some of my clients have talked about is when they receive text messages by accident from the other person. Uh, and, and the person will call them, oh, that message was meant for somebody else. or And, and then they turn it around into being something innocent, which the text message itself is may, probably not that innocent. Uh, I can give you examples. You know, I've had clients say that, you know, they've they've got a text, you know, oh, I love you and, and kissy face or, you know, um, or, you know, whatever. They've gotten various different things and, and they've never gotten kissy face emojis from this person. They've never gotten, you know, the, the, you know, the hard eyes from this person. And so it's very interesting. You know, some people will just play it off. Like the smarter people will just play it off and not say that they sent the wrong text. But some people say, oh, I was sending that to my niece. I was sending that to my cousin. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I certainly don't send kissy face emojis and stuff like that to my cousin. So, I mean, that's for the record. You know, male or female cousins, not doing it. To my niece, definitely not. That's really creepy. So it's like, you know, there's a tale that's going to be spun to change your mind from the red flag that's happening because, yes, there is something going on. There is something going on, and that's definitely something to be aware of. Another red flag that I've recently heard about five times this week alone in sessions is the phone. When the other person literally will not put their phone down. That phone is in their hand or that phone is in their pocket. Or that phone, if it's on the counter, is turned off or the audio is turned off and it is turned over. Okay? That's another thing too. When somebody constantly turns their phone over. I mean, if you do that one time in a meeting, that's one thing. If you're doing that, you know, at night because you don't want that light to go off, that's another thing. But if somebody is consistent on that, holding that phone, watching that phone, turning that phone over, constantly having their hand on it, it's constantly passcode protected, you probably need to be aware of something, okay? And what I'm saying here is there's communication that's going on that you are not aware of, and they don't want anybody to be aware of it. And quite frankly, you're not the only person that they do this to. They do this to everybody. Okay, so thinking about that, they do this to everybody. This is their mode of operandi. This is how they live their life. So when I return, to be talking more about this, more about the changes, more of the awarenesses, and more of the dysfunction so we can really understand the situation that we may have found ourselves in and be able to begin to heal. So stay tuned. Live your true life perspectives with me, your host, Ashley Burgess. will be back in. I'll be back this time. You know it. I'll be back this time in two shakes. Turn it up and jump in the deep end on perspectives. Now, here's Ashley. Welcome back live to Live Your True Life Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. On today's show, I'm talking about the situation when you've been in a relationship with somebody that was perfect in the beginning, and now at this point, you feel as though you don't even know them. It feels like the beginning was a dream, and now is a nightmare. And even in a nightmare mode where your stomach aches, your anxiety is high, 
You feel as though an elephant is on your chest. You can't sleep at night, you can't eat, you can't focus. And you're trying to pick up the pieces, and in the process you're looking at the past and you can't understand, how did that happen? How did I get from here to there? How did that happen where you can't, you can't see why? Why? And I know that many of you feel like you've been bamboozled completely, and it's even hard to connect the dots with your brain. It's even hard to connect it and say, this really did happen. It's hard to actually prove it to yourself because it's so out there, it's so different, and it was so unexpected. Now, I know there were some red flags, and I know that y'all over, you let them go. I know you let them go because there had to have been some. There's always some. Okay, I'm here to tell you, you know, as an authority on this, to understanding these relationships, there's always going to be red flags. And the red flags get bigger and bigger and bigger, and we continue to collect more and more red flags until the point where we are literally overflowing with red flags that we can't collect anymore. And it gets to that point where their behavior and their actions get completely out of hand. And the behavior and actions, and it's interesting because it's also, too, as their behavior and actions start changing, you start feeling a little more uneasy. And you start picking up on things. You start picking up on things, and you're like, am I really picking up on things, or am I just being paranoid? And usually in these situations, if there's been red flags flying and you haven't done anything about it and you've been collecting them, you just kind of been sitting idly by collecting these red flags. Well, there's another one, there's another one, but you know what? It's not that big of a deal. It could be worse, you know. I mean, that could be worse, but eventually what happens is, is there become so many discrepancies with behavior and activity that you just can't overlook it. And usually what happens is there there becomes a situation, a, a situation that takes place that's so out there and so aggressive and so, whether it's passive aggressive or just overtly aggressive, that you just can't ignore. Okay, and when that happens, you either turn, you either close your eyes and act like it didn't happen, which is what many people do, and guess what? It happens again and again and again and again over time. Or you have to open your eyes and face what's really happening. And this is this person is showing you exactly who they are. This person is showing you their pathology. This person is showing you the way that they're going to act. This person is showing you who they are. Okay? They are showing up as who they are. They are showing you in Technicolor what is up. And whether we sit there and go, oh, there's a point of them that's fear of abandonment. And I made a comment and they thought I was going to abandon them. Yes, that's fine. That might be the case. You might have said something. Um, like, you know, may, you know, I have this going on or I need to do this. Or, I, I'm, you know, I would love to be able to move to so-and-so. And they automatically get a thought in their head and they freak out. And they do something. And see, that's the thing, too, is that, you know, fears in people can make people do some really messed up stuff. Okay, the fear, the fear in people can make them do things that literally they would never do. I mean, I have seen, you know, where I've had clients that, you know, literally, next thing you know, their significant other or their spouse, like, just takes off and leaves and doesn't even tell them where they're going. Uh, I, I, you know, just leaves, moves out, leaves, takes a flight, doesn't even tell them. I mean, like, crazy stuff that happens and they're doing this because of this perceived abandonment and they're doing this because of their fear and that's scary because there's nothing you can do because think about it if you if you were with them 24 7 
What happens when fear happens? Do you have to be on protocol at all times? How do you fin that off? And for many of you, you can't. You would have to be on call 24-7 to stop that. And that's just not possible because you are a human being too. So stay tuned. Don't turn the channel. I'll be back. Live your true life perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess. We'll be back in. We'll be back this time in two shakes. This is Jake Busey, and you're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Welcome back live to Live Your True Life Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. On today's show, I'm talking about that relationship that started off an amazing way. It was a perfect relationship. You couldn't believe you found a person like them, and all of a sudden things changed. And now you're probably in the position of just trying to eat some food trying to get a little bit of sleep, if you could just sleep two or three hours, that would be helpful. The anxiety that you feel is so, so horrible. And it feels like an elephant sitting on your chest because you just can't believe that this relationship was so great, turned into this, and now you're picking up the pieces of your life and trying to figure out how to move forward. And I know that many of you are in this place. Many of you are feeling this pain right now. You've talked to your friends. You've talked to your family. They don't get it. They try to help. They try to be there. You need to focus on your work. Or you need to do this. You need to start a hobby. Or you just need to get it, you know, just just start dating someone else. I mean, all of this is helpful, but does it really work? No. Quite honestly, it doesn't. And quite honestly, the pain and suffering that you're feeling is pretty immense because you just had a Jedi mind trick done on you. And it happens because it happens because that person is very they're they're very skilled at it. And, and a lot of these people don't even know they're doing it. Some of them do know they're doing it. Some of them are very conscious and aware of their situation. Some of them aren't. Depends on what level they're at of awareness. But it's interesting because one thing cannot be true. If they were this nice person in the beginning, if they are coming after you, attacking you, screaming at you, trying to make you jealous, um, cheating on you, all these different things. If this is happening, then this is just not right. There's one side of them is true and one side of them is not. And so you have to really look at that and say, okay, I have to look at the beginning and begin to realize that this person in the beginning is not necessarily who they are. Because why? If that's who they were, honestly, they would still be them, correct? If I'm me, I don't one day just change. I'm going to stay status quo. Now, I can get sad or depressed or or happier or sadder, but I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to be doing the same things that you saw when you met me. But if I'm not doing that anymore and I've kind of broken that pattern, that means that there's something else going on. And like I was talking about earlier, the red flags, you know, being able to see all the red flags. I don't want you just looking at a few. I want you looking at all the red flags because it's not about one thing or another. It's about a body of work, right? It's about the body of work, you know, of the dysfunctional individual who's doing things. And, you know, it's interesting how these relationships begin to change and they begin to augment. And... It's one of the things that I find interesting is when people say, oh, you know, you catch somebody saying for the first time, oh, I don't deserve to be in a relationship with you or I don't deserve you or you're too good for me. And that's interesting. That can be somebody with a very low self-esteem for sure. And that's very quite possible. It could also be somebody that just did something to you that's pretty despicable that you don't know about. 
You know, maybe on the way to your house, before they got to your house, they stopped by and had sex with somebody that they just met on the Internet. Could possibly happen. I mean, I, I hear it all the time in here in sessions. Um, You know, and, and, and it's interesting. You know, they could still be having sex with their ex. They could be having sex with multiple people, and you don't know it. I found that some people seem so stressed out and so overworked, and it's not necessarily because of their work schedule. It's because they are trying to juggle three or four relationships outside of their marriage or outside of their significant other. There's a lot going on and trying to juggle all those people and timelines and work and everything else. That'll put anybody into a mental and emotional mess, okay? Already on top of why you would need to be doing that. Why would you need to be having relationships with multiple, multiple people? How does that make you feel? And I know that many of you have caught, you know, your significant other in these situations. And you've taken them back and that's admirable. But again, it's like, you know, how far do you go? How far do you go? And what I found is that, you know, as you go down the slippery slope, as we go down this rabbit hole of, of dysfunction, we begin to accept more and more dysfunction. We accept more and more dysfunction. We accept a greater amount of dysfunction. We accept even worse dysfunction than before. And, and it starts becoming like common day. But the problem is the pain doesn't get any worse. I think the pain, I mean, the pain doesn't get any less. The pain actually gets worse is what I mean. And so the interesting part about this is the other person is so self-absorbed. There's a part of them that is very self-absorbed. There's a part of them that's very self-loathing. There's a part of them that's very insecure. So you have the insecure part. You have a little bit of self-loathing. To some degree, you have the self, like, over self-love as far as, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about healthy self-love. I'm talking about that very self-centered thought. You know, it's, it's all about them. I mean, it really is all about them. And that's why, you know, sometimes people, I can't believe that they, you know, they stepped out of the relationship. And, and it's almost like I don't even exist. And we've been married for 15 years. And it's like, well, because they're so self-absorbed. They are literally doing whatever they want. And the interesting part about a lot of these relationships, too, is that somebody may be having sex with somebody else and doing that behind your back. It just depends. But it's interesting how there's a pecking order as well. I mean, there's somebody that's always going to be number one, no matter what. And it's interesting how um, I've seen recently with clients who have, you know, the, 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 the other person has ended it because of something that they've done. I mean, eventually, when somebody does something, you have to either say, I'm going to accept this or I'm going to reject this. And some of you keep taking them back. I'm not arguing one way or another. But some of you don't. And some of the other people know what pain and suffering they've caused, and some of them know a little bit enough to know that they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with the aftermath of the pain. They don't want to deal with any of this. You know, they just don't want to deal with it. And, and it's sad because that's, you know, that really shows you that they're not a man or they're not a woman and they can't step up to the plate and do the right thing, period. It shows you who they are, okay? It shows you that they are a mess, and it shows you that they don't have the same values as you have. It also shows you that they don't have a backbone. And, you know, it's sad. It's sad because I know that many of you really care about these people. But as you start chipping away and you start seeing different things, you realize that, you know, it really is all about them. It really is all about them. And 
I find that extremely interesting because it's all about them. They're not thinking about the other person. They're constantly doing whatever they want. They're doing whatever they want, wanting whatever they want, getting whatever they want, you know, using whatever they want in the process. And then you have to decide if you want to continue on that pattern. And, you know, I get it. I mean, some of these relationships are very addictive because, you know, the person's a lot of fun to be around when they're in a good mood. You know, they have fun. They're fun to be around. You know, you like them. The connection is nice. You know, the, the, the interaction is nice. You have a fun time together. You know, if, if you're having sex, the sex is good. You know, you're having, you're connecting. But it's interesting, too, how over time as well, in some of these relationships, the sex can wane as well. So some of you may have said, you know, hey, in the beginning of this relationship, the sex was great, but really, honestly, things have changed. This person's not in the mood anymore, or they're not doing this, or they're not doing that. And so that can also be interesting, too, because that can also make you question yourself. Like, am I not this, or am I not that? Because at one point in time, this is what was going on, and now we're so far from that reality. It can make you question it. And normally when that's happening, too, the other person is not giving you any feedback as to why or the feedback as to why that they're giving you just doesn't seem to add up. And, you know, when you're getting some of these red flags in your mind that you're just having these feelings, you got to be careful with that. But some of those can actually be very real. And I know that it's hard to think about some of those things because we don't. We don't want to sit there and think about certain things like that. But you kind of got to figure that out. And, you know, when you're getting those red flags and you're catching um, the messages coming in on their cell phone, you know, uh, from undisclosed numbers, um, you know, hearts and emojis and comments and that sort of thing. It's really hard to overlook that over a period of time. Eventually, you either have to say, okay, I'm just going to completely overlook this and I'm just going to be in this relationship with this person no matter what. Um, or you have to decide what you want to do. And it all depends on your threshold and it all depends on what you can deal with. And it's important to really know that. And, you know, in this, this dysfunction, if the dysfunction is causing you pain, that's when you need to think about it. If the, dis if the, if the dysfunction is causing you pain, that's when you need to say, okay, what do I need to do here to stop that? Because that's not going to be helpful to you. That's not going to be helpful to anybody. And if you're continuing to accept this pain... That's not good either because that's you subjecting yourself to a painful process that doesn't need to be subjected to. Because remember, over time, there's only so much pain that you can be subjected to. There's only so much issue that you can be subjected to. And also remember, too, when we're in dysfunction and we're, we're dealing with someone that's highly dysfunctional, we're going to also start getting into a dysfunctional way of life as well to some degree, whether it's about, whether it's like, drinking or drugs or it might be in our thought processes you might start getting super paranoid you might be confused you might not be feeling clear-headed maybe you have to you feel like you need to start taking you know an antidepressant there might be all kinds of different things that start coming your way based on this relationship and how you're feeling about it and so I really want us to be aware of that I really want us to understand that and I want us to see that for what that is because if you're now for the first time saying, I, you know, I think I got to get on an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety pill, I want you to realize that you're feeling that way because this person's pushing you there, okay? And, I mean, this is something you really got to think about. You got to think about how far am I going to allow this person to take my joy? How far am I going to allow 
to allow them to keep taking my joy. And remember, too, you know, on the other side, I know that many of you have talked about, you know, the other person that comes into the relationship. You know, maybe you've caught them having an affair. Um, and I want you to think about that. And, and, and you know, you have this type of, you'll see that that person might be trying to be competitive in nature with you. And I want you to not buy into that because that's BS as well. So the person that's trying to be competitive in nature with you that supposedly won this person, they haven't won anything. They haven't won any prize. Okay, let's put it that way. And you need to remember that. They haven't won a prize and they're going to get hurt too or that other person's going to get hurt because remember, karma's karma, right? So either the person that has left you in this debacle is going to get hurt or the person that they're now with is going to get hurt. And if someone is being competitive or, 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 you know, or trying to show you up, that is their own insecurities, okay? That's somebody being super insecure, and they're fighting over a person. I want you to think about that. They're fighting over a person. You know, when you're fighting over a person, you know, literally that person that's being fought over loves it. And the people that are competing against each other hate it. But that person loves it. They want to keep it going. Because if they keep it going, they're a commodity. Right? So if they keep y'all fighting each other. So, for example, I have some clients right now who are married. And they're, you know, and, and they're still married, but they're dealing with, you know, their, their spouse has stepped out. And there's somebody else involved. And now the other person is coming after my client, you know, telling them things and, and texting them at all hours of the night. And talking about, you know, having sex with their husband or their wife and all this stuff. They are literally fighting. And, and the whole competition is based on this person. And this person is fueling that, right? So once you step back from that, what's the competition anymore? There is none. Okay, eventually the person wakes up and goes, what am I fighting over? I'm fighting over somebody that nobody else wants. And that's what's so funny is that when you see somebody fighting over that stuff, and it's not funny in the beginning, I understand that. But I want, once you get to a certain point, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And you might have to listen to this podcast like seven times. And if you listen to it that many times, you'll get it because you go, okay, now I know where I'm at. Now I know where I am in the sequence of these events and how it's long it's going to take me to overcome this. And so I want you to really think about that because once you get to see that, if the other person, and you know, it's hard because when you're dealing with this, especially if you have kids with this person and this person stepped out of the marriage or stepped out of the relationship, long-term relationship, and they're with somebody and, and they're kind of, you know, prancing this person around in front of you and this person seems to be getting off to it. They, they like it. They're, they're, they're being able to smirk and laugh at you. You really need to think about this because this person is super insecure. This person has a super low self-esteem because they wouldn't be getting off on this if they didn't. And they sure wouldn't be with this person. Person because this person's like cheating and doing everything else but they think it's okay right so it's like don't don't buy into that and that's what I want you to think about because I know that this can be very overwhelming and this person's already met someone else and done this but also remember too they're still not over you okay and so start remembering that too because they haven't moved on really they've moved on with this person for a little while but eventually, this person's going to be tiresome, too. Eventually, this person's not going to be interesting. Um, and I'm going to tell you, eventually, they're going to come back for you. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit later here um, in this last segment. Because eventually, they're going to come back around. And you got to be in the right mindset when they do. And you got to think about this. Cause, and I'm not against going back. You know, some of us have to go back multiple times to get this right. I mean, some people have to go to rehab 15 times to get it right. 
Some people can go once. Some people can go twice. Sometimes can go three. Some people can go 15. Okay, so, hey, there's no magic number. But eventually you begin to see the pathology in their actions clearer and clearer and clearer. And you realize that no matter what you do, it's not going to change. Because that's what the question is, right? If I had just done this, they wouldn't have done that and it wouldn't have happened. Really? Hmm. Interesting. Stay tuned. Live your true life perspectives with me, your host, Ashley Burgess. will be back in. You know I'll be back this time because I'm coming right back in two shakes. Get in here. You're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Welcome back live to Live Your True Life Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. You've ended a relationship. It's been a struggle. It's been a challenge. Your anxiety is high. You've lost weight. You've probably earned a different size now. You can't sleep very well, and you keep wondering, wow, if I would have just done this or I would have done that, would it have changed? I've been talking about that relationship that started as a dream, and right now, well, it's just a nightmare. And there you are wondering these things, questioning yourself. And I'm here to advocate the fact that no matter what you did, it was still going to happen. It might not have happened in that moment, but it was going to happen. And that's what we need to realize is that, that no matter what we've done, we have to realize that we it was going to happen no matter what. That's how it was going to happen. And there was no way out of it. And I think that a lot of us get like stuck. We get stuck thinking that maybe we could have changed things. We could have done things different. You know, if we would have just done this, said that, been there, done that, answered that phone call. But you know what? It might have helped in that moment, and it might have delayed the situation. But it wouldn't have changed the future. And so for many of you out there, you're like, what do I do now? I'm in a situation where I'm picking up the pieces. Well, we got to start becoming more social. We got to start reconnecting with friends and family, circling the wagons. Some of you are considering divorce right now. You said, okay, you know, I got a PI, I'm tracking, you know, they, you know, doing that, or, or you found them, and you know what's going on, you've seen the woman, you've seen the man, whatever, you've seen them on multiple occasions, you know, whatever's going on, they're not coming home at night, you know, they're not coming home till 6 a.m. in the morning. You know, what are you going to do? Eventually, you got to decide what you're going to do. And I know that this is a hard place to be. Some of you are in a situation where that person's gone. Uh, and you don't see them anymore, and you still have pain. Some of you see the people every day. You have to see them every day because it's a neighbor or somebody that's close, lives nearby. You got to see them all the time. You see their car drive by every day. The, you know, it, it just depends on where you're at, and and it's about how do you deal with it. You know, and and can you have a conversation? One of the biggest things that I advocate is being able to have a conversation with that person and having some having some closure for you. And some of you will be able to get that, and some of you won't. Uh, even if you do have the conversation, um, them acknowledging some of the things that they've done is probably not going to happen. That's probably not going to happen. And and I know that that's hard, but it's probably not. You're not going to get what you want, but you can still have the conversation. Uh, I advocate that for anybody that wants to have that, anybody that's emotionally there. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of these people just there, they have a low emotional ability. It's just really sad. I mean, it's just it's like almost non-existent. It's almost like you're dealing with kids. It's almost like you're dealing with middle school kids. I love you. I hate you. And I get it. I know it's extreme, but it sucks because you can't get that emotional um, depth to have that discussion from an adult perspective. You know, where you can sit there and say, hey, all you had to do was tell me the truth. 
all you had to do was be honest with me. You know, the fact that you did that is, is, is that that still sucks. But at the same time, if you would have been honest with me and told me straight out what was going on from the beginning, this would be a lot different than it is right now. Because right now, it really sucks. And some of you don't get clarity, and you're not going to get closure from them. And I am, but the thing is, is that they could come back at any moment. And I want you to be aware of that. Is that a lot of these people aren't gone forever. So right when you start getting over it, that's when they might pop back in. And you got to be ready for that to decide what you're going to do. Are you going to get back with them? Are you going to try to be friends with them? Are you not? What are you going to end up doing in that situation? But you have to be prepared and know that this is a very big possibility. It's possible a lot. It's probable, probable more than it's just possible. So understanding that you might start getting over this person. And at the point that you start getting over this person, this person comes back into your life. And I need you to be prepared for that. Because you need to decide what you want to do. And I'm not against you going back and checking it out. I'm not there I'm not there to tell you what to do. This is your decision. If you want to go back, you go back. If you don't want to go back, you don't go back. But some of you have to live through this again to really know what you don't want in life. Some of you got to really relive it again to try it again and feel the pain. And some of you are like, I'm done. I'm not going down this crazy making anymore, this drama life. I'm not going to do it. But some of you haven't had enough. Some of you need more to make that decision to decide what you want in life. And, And I'm all an advocate for that. And you have to decide what you want in this situation. There'll be more shows on this, more content on this to help you get through these situations. Because I know that it can be painful and very struggling to get through. I hope this show has helped you and it's connected with you. Uh, We have more shows coming up on this topic to understand these dynamics and to help you get through it. To check out the shows, check out the YouTube channel. Go to Ashley Burgess, A-S-H-L-A-Y-B-E-R-G-E-S. We have new content up every day. Stay tuned for a new show and live your true life perspectives with me, your host, Ashley Burgess. will be back in. I'll be back this time in three shakes. Three shakes.